On today's show, we fill you on on Terry's rehab status, my official announcement of the voiceover microphone I helped design, the pros and cons of voicing work for free, for fun, for charity, what that's all about. Matt just moved into his house and set up a new standing workstation actually helped him boost his productivity, promoting your VO work on social media, and Sean's recent awkward in-studio voiceover session and lessons that he learned from it. Hashtag awkward. And be sure to keep listening to the end because we share details on two upcoming guests who hire voice talent, voice actors, voice artists, whatever you call yourself. All right. Enjoy the show, guys. Now, 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 it's time for your VO news served piping hot and fresh. Gather round. It's time for the voiceover cafe. Welcome to the voiceover cafe, late summer edition. My name is Sean Caldwell. We also have Trish Pisani. Hi, Trish. Hey, guys. How are you doing? We're doing great, Bish. Hi, everyone. Matt Colrick is with us. Hi, Matt. Hello. And Jordan Reynolds. Hey. Terry is not with us. What's up with Terry? He's back in rehab. <sighs> All right. Well, the, the show goes on. <laughs> so tell me how's summer been? Have you guys had a good summer so far? Yeah, uh, I've had a great summer. Um, it's uh, It's been, you know, it, summers tend to be, or at least a lot of people that I know that, that do a lot of commercials and, and whatnot, summer tends to be the slower time of year sometimes yeah. just because a lot of people are on vacation, especially in the States. But, you know, I had about three weeks that it was pretty slow, and then all of a sudden it was literally in one day it all changed. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Within like one or two days, all of a sudden things just kind of ramped up again. So I, I really try to use that downtime to get a lot of marketing done and things that I don't really get to do when I'm really busy voicing stuff. So you got to take advantage of the downtime and just know that it always picks back up. You know, I've been in the business long enough to yeah. to know and most of us have that, that you know that it's just it's going to come back around. It's just a matter of time. So you take advantage of the downtime. Oh, and I... Uh, I do celebrate 11 years full-time today, Yay! actually. Or wow. maybe it's tomorrow, but yeah, nice. the end of July. So 11 wow. years, uh, 2004, I left my last day job, my 9-to-5 my accounting job, and uh, and decided to venture off into VO full-time. So nice. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's great. Don't you, don't you miss accounting? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I mean, sitting at a desk for... Oh yeah, I don't. I don't. But even it's, a talk about it. the panic it's a steady paycheck. Panic attacks. Steady paycheck. Hey Trish, when you were first starting to learn to warm up, instead of like red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, were you doing like debit credit, debit credit? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Sorry, he did it. Bish, what about your summer? My summer has been very mixed. Uh, last month, well, this month really, I have been absolutely snowed under with some very nice e-learning work from a, a variety of clients. But before that, it was very flat. So July has been very low on income, but very high in work, which means next month, when those 30 days roll around, Mm -hmm. will be a very nice pay month. But really, the the income this month has been low, but the work's been high. But one other thing that has been interesting, uh, I've had a couple of uh, city gigs. Now, the weather out here has been, in, in New York, has been horrible some days. Yeah. So a word of advice to everyone. If you're going to a city gig and you've got a trek from Penn Station, downtown or whatever, give yourself time to dry yourself off when you get there. (laughs) Arriving as a soggy mass, you know. Bring extra deodorant. It's it's 90 plus degrees outside and you've just been a hero and thought, yeah, I can walk 15 blocks. Mm. Wrong. 
<laughs> Take a cab next yeah. time. They're yes, air conditioned. Absolutely. Hopefully. So no, it's been it's been uh, a busy July for me. Nice, Matt. Yeah, uh, I moved, so that's always a fun time. Yeah. Shifting house and uh, wow. shifting studio, of course, as well. Um, but though it's summer here in in the north, uh, bank in Australia, it is uh, the winter time. So it's it's been pretty busy for me over that part of the world and and i think europe tends to uh stay pretty busy during the summer as well so it's yeah it's weird how markets come and go and uh, could, that, could that because they only have two weeks of summer over in europe that's right that's right <laughs> I, mean, I mean i know some of them take like four week vacations but there's really only two weeks of nice weather is that accurate yeah and there's like three days where british people are smiling right um, <laughs> when it is actually no it's sunny. two it's two Two. Oh, okay, it's come down. Oh, it's 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 like the economy just dips and yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's been oh, it's beautiful summer over over here in BC. Nice, I love it. It's been gorgeous here in Jersey. We've had it, this is one of the best summers I can remember. Um, we really have not had a lot of really hot, humid days. It's been even the the hotter days have been a little drier than than I remember in years past. Nice. Trish, did you put aircon in that new booth of yours, or are you just... No, uh, and, and it's worked out because I don't do a lot of long-form work. Okay. So I, I kind of opted out of the ventilation unit for the Whisper Room mm-hmm. uh, just because I, I felt that I didn't really need it. I honestly, uh, I'm only in here for a couple of minutes at a time, and then when I do editing, I just open the door, and it's fine. Makes a lot of sense. Jordan, how about you? How's your summer been? Oh, just just terrible. Why? I, I live in Colorado. Yeah. There's legal weed. There's sunshine like 360 days a year. I'm just miserable. Sounds awful. Hey, if you open up your windows for a little you know, breeze to come through, do you, do you often smell it? Like, are all the neighbors out just <laughs> puffing away? Uh, people are definitely more public about it. They just kind of hang out on their porch smoking yeah. a joint yeah. with you know without trying to hide it but wow. the, the best is walking through denver um like on the, the really popular areas where there's a lot of bars and stuff you in the summer you just smell it like you just smell weed in the air because wow. <laughs> it's pretty awesome they still can't smoke it inside though right like public places correct like but her, like i believe cigarettes. yes correct but I, I believe that they're trying to uh um create establishments and then in a law that allows people to uh, you know, pretty much having smoke, weed smoking establishments. Okay. <laughs> wow. So it's starting to sound like Amsterdam. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, I really want to know if on like college campuses, it's like, dude, let's watch Cheech and Chong again today, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I was just walking around Boulder campus a few weekends ago. I don't, I, there, I definitely could smell weed around there, but and, uh, all that aside, uh, th- those are actually good things clearly. And, uh, my, I can't believe July is over. Um, I, know. I swear I just was yeah. watching fireworks, but, um, no, it's been really, that's a good thing. I've been very, very busy. Uh, everything with the, the microphone thing and lots of demos. Been working on a lot of uh, demos for producing demos for talent and steady voiceover work. Sweet. So, Sweet. Uh, it hasn't been really a slow summer for me. Good. I'm, I'm great. I'm very grateful. Good. So, what's the story with the, uh, the mic? Uh, how's that all going? Uh, well, I, let's just throw a quick update because I don't want to spend too much time on it. But. It's officially, officially out. It's just been kind of, I've been teasing it for a few months. And it is now uh, out, available. And because it's just launched, we have a $100 off sale, which uh, is really going to be a very limited time. And I actually mean that when I say that. <laughs> it's not, um, I don't know when. It's not up to me. It's not my company. But um, 
the owners agreed to put take a hundred bucks off, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so it's only seventy five bucks now. Yeah, what really <laughs> <laughs> a deal! And the steak knife. Yeah. Hey, for, so for those for those that don't know, Jordan was part of a process to design a new mic that's really designed for voiceover. He's he's got great engineering chops, great ears. If, if you didn't hear that previous episode, we uh, we talked about it quite a bit, and it's a great sounding mic. Yeah, I'm I'm actually talking into it right now at, at my uh, in, in my control room, so I'm not in my booth, but this should give you a decent idea of the sound. Uh, for more info, you can just go to just reach out to me privately or whatever the what if you just google roswell pro audio that's r-o-s-w-e-l-l pro audio and the microphone specifically is the r-a-v-o so it's cool. uh, only 899 bucks right now for the full kit uh really fancy universal shock mount you can use it with all your other mics so you don't have to have Ooh. swapping you don't have to swap except the 416 but all other large diaphragm condensers it's a, it's, it's, a, it's awesome. I'm really excited about it, and I'm, I'm very proud of it. So nice. Cool. That's that. Great. Do they have alien connections? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, it was alien inspired. Yes, the logo. Okay. If you look at the logo, it has like UFO stuff going on. It's pretty cool. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. My summer's been pretty good. Uh, I, I spend the summers in northern Georgia on Lake Lanier, and I, I like to escape the Florida heat. I'm normally down in Tampa. And, and this year, it's been crazy to look at the weather down in Tampa because they, uh, they've had flooding, and they've had like three and seven inches of rain within a different day. So I'll get a call from my daughter or somebody down there like, how is it up that way? I'm like, oh, it's fine. It was like 88 degrees, and it was real nice and sunny. Well, we're swimming down here. You know, it's like, it's. <laughs> I'm pretty thankful that I was up here. So um, it's it's back down to Florida in just a couple days, and uh, hopefully the rain goes goes the hell away. Um, <laughs> but uh, but people are so nice up here, and I, I love the area. It's really, uh, really cool. So I got to go tubing, go up to the mountains, uh, did a couple hikes, and just uh, it's been nice to, to visit with some of the my other VO friends around here, and uh, I'm going to play whirly ball this weekend with a bunch of people from Atlanta, and that should be fun. Cool. So have you guys been on, uh, have you checked out VoiceOver Extra lately? I've been on it a lot. There has been some really cool stuff on there. Yeah, they've been posting a lot of and publishing a, a lot of uh, different topics on everything you can imagine and uh, some of the webinars going on. John Florian is the uh, the founder of VoiceOverExtra.com, and he's just been, uh, he's it was actually back when Terry and I used to do the the original show, Voiceovers on Demand, which you, you can actually still get on the website, on the cafe website. But um, uh, John was one of our, our very first guests, and I think he was our first guest on the show. And um, just a really interesting guy, and, and voiceoverextra.com is such a great resource for uh, anybody on any level of the business. Um, so, And they are one of our proud sponsors. So I just wanted to let our listeners know they really cover all... All kinds of broad range of topics and articles written by people throughout the industry from every point of view possible. They have doctors, they have voice talent, they have coaches, and uh, I just found that really, you know, they're they're a great resource for the for the voiceover industry and continue to be. So uh, if you're if you're wherever you're at in the business at whatever level, there's always interesting articles. I I got on their email newsletter uh, daily email newsletter a while ago, and I always check things out to try to stay up to date in uh, other than the cafe. Yes, <laughs> of course, listening to the cafe. I I actually went on there this morning. I was looking at. For some particular information, I found myself sucked in there for about an hour, just browsing through stuff. Yeah. Uh, for those that have never been, it's voiceoverxtra.com. Mm-hmm. I think regular, the, the word extra, if you type it in accidentally, I think he's got it that way too. So you can find it. Let's just see the, the comments sections can get pretty lively. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah. Can you comment anonymously so you can be really rude and obnoxious like all the other <laughs> internet forums? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you see any trolling, it's always me. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Angry Aussie. Yeah, you got a lot of time on your hands, huh? <laughs> I've always heard that moving was uh, kind of stressful, Matt, but, you know, to, to get it out on the internet and such a... It's oh, the cheapest therapy blocks. in the world. That's yeah, true. <laughs> Venting on the internet. <laughs> yes. Speaking of promos, Trish, you have, um, and you can talk about it now, I think, you have a pretty awesome promo gig that you're doing, right? Yeah. I've been doing promos for a network called Evine Live, and um, they're, they do, they're a home shopping network. Um, they're not just on cable television, but they're also on the web. They have a huge shopping website and uh, and a really great mobile app um, that you can kind of shop through. And it's, you know, it, it's geared towards women. Obviously, women are, are shoppers, so a lot of the products are geared towards women, fashion, handbags, jewelry, that sort of thing. And um, and so I'm, I'm doing promo work for them. So it's, it's really cool. I don't get them in my area, uh, but I also don't have a TV anyway, yeah. so I know yeah. that's really odd, but um, but yeah, so uh, Evine Live and uh, it's evine.com and they're, they used to be, I think, Shop HQ, yeah. um, and that was the, the former name, but then they changed the, the name and, and I've been doing promos for them, so it's it's been a pretty cool gig, I really I really enjoy it. Nice, I, uh, I've heard some of the promos, I get it on Fios down in Florida and um, mm. it's the, the promos are great, I mean, I've ordered, I don't know, seven or eight handbags, <laughs> Well, I, I've learned you how to it. sell, man. Yeah. Sean, you need to hook a brother up. I want a bag. Okay. All right. I'll get you a bag. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you a big bag, Jordan. Oh, yeah. I want a big one. <laughs> Trish, I heard yeah. you. I, I, uh, I use Google uh, Apps for my email and all mm-hmm. that, Google Work, and I was having some issues, and I called support, and about four prompts in, I'm like, wait, who the hell is this? And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, this is Trish. <laughs> <laughs> and I went. I remember you list your stuff on your LinkedIn. I went to your LinkedIn. It says "Voice of Google," you know, work for work. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I'm like, it's that, so it, it was so good. I didn't even know it was you until like four prompts in. So oh. that was pretty cool. That was very cool. Oh yay! Somebody heard them. I had the exact same experience, Jordan. I, I had to call uh, for a school that I help out and get something reset. So I called, and I'm like, within a, within ten seconds, I'm like, I know this voice, and it took me two more. I'm like, it's Trish, and I. And I <laughs> So I sent her to like Google Apps. That's you, right? And she's like, uh huh. I'm like, how cool is that? <laughs> I love hearing my friends. Yeah. Hey do guys, uh, uh, we... I just oh, have okay. to jump from one Source Connect to another. Uh, I gotta go and get on a quick session. You're but, leaving uh, us for paid work. What's uh, wrong with you? I know. <laughs> well, look, try not to trash the place while I'm gone. I, all right, all right. Just, we'll miss just you. keep it quiet. We don't need no angry Aussies anyway. <laughs> and Jordan, just stay away from the f***ing liquor cabinet. I don't want it to be like last time. Dude, it's a weed cabinet now, man. <laughs> Matt, great well, to see you. Keep right, it legal. Matt. Well, I hope I can jump back in. I'll, I'll uh, try to join you guys if, yeah. if you're still going. Yeah. Thank okay, you. great. All right. See you later. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, one thing that I saw on VoiceOver Extra when I was checking out last week, they had a they had a whole article on voicing for free, yay or nay. And uh, I just I wondered if you guys ever do that. Do you ever voice things for free? I have, yes. Okay, I'll lump this in with charity work as well. I think it's a very personal thing. Um, I don't like using charity for marketing. But if someone approaches me and it's something that I can get behind, I'm perfectly happy. But the biggest question I, I hear that people should ask is, 
it almost seems churlish, but is the production house doing it for free? Is the mm-hmm. animator doing it for free? Right, right. Are you the only one where the expectation is you're going to work for nothing? If everyone else is getting paid, then you should, regardless of the cause. Yeah. Uh, I'm the one that goes onto the uh, websites and checks the charity. What's the CEO earning? Yes. And if it's north of $350,000 or $500,000, they can pay me. Yep, very good point. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great point. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, small small stuff um, where I've been approached by people I know that are working for free themselves. Yeah, count me yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. I think it depends on where it's coming from. For me, it's I. You know, I, I've done stuff for charity, and you know, sometimes you can get a, a write-off, like a tax donation receipt that you can actually use on a tax write-off if you can find a value of what you're doing for them and they are a registered 501c3 organization, they should be able to write out a tax donation receipt um, for the value of whatever you're doing. Basically, you're donating your time. And if they're a non, if they're a registered nonprofit, then they should be able to, uh, you know, record that. Um, so at least you can you can put that on your taxes and use it as a tax write-off. Yeah. If it's somebody that's not a registered nonprofit, it really depends on how the person comes across to me if i if they can't even write proper like if they email me and they can't even write a proper sentence then i i'm i usually i get really i kind of get snobby that way i am a grammatical kind of nerd but if you can't you know like hey you can you can you do this for me you got a great voice you know type of thing I, i really need this but i don't have any money you know type of thing it's it turns me off and i wind up not doing it but if it's approached the right way, I've had I've I've done stuff for kids that have literally you know fifteen year old kids that say hey I, I really like your voice I, you know I I do this for fun and I'm doing the Sims project and yep. you know I just need a couple lines and I I was just wondering if you'd be able to help me out you know and and sometimes I'll do it you just because it's a couple lines and you know they're not making any money on it anyway. Yep. Um, so, yeah, going back to what Bish said is if, if they're making money on it, then I, I try to charge something or, or try to create a, a value of, of some sort. Please consult a tax professional. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was just going to say, yeah. I, I did that uh, with, a, with a CPA that I use. And he said, be very careful because, um, for instance, if you're an attorney and you're going to uh, work for them for free, you, you can't claim that on your taxes. That is That is strictly your time. However, he said, in your case, you are voicing something and if you're if you're then passing it along to somebody to produce or if you're producing it yourself and you're handing them a physical product that they would have to buy otherwise then yes mm-hmm. absolutely please please write that off so you know you, you could even get to the situation where let's say they have a, a studio in their own business if you went there that could be considered donating your time if you did it in your studio and then sent them a physical product then you could write it off I, I don't know I just you know I don't want to get I don't want to get a knock by the IRS okay but, but yeah that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, um, but I, I've done the same thing. Whether it's like humane society stuff or different religious things, um, you know, I've, I'll, I'll definitely help them out and do stuff. And I actually had a, a college at one point. They had a, a broadcast class, and they said we're trying to teach our kids, you know, how to, how to put together or our students, sorry, um, how to put together promos or how to put together really great looking stuff. And we want a professional voice to do it. Would you be willing to do it? And and you know, we'll give you copies of what we do, and whatever else. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, support education all the way. And probably ten or fifteen years after that, one of the guys, one of the students that was in the class, was 
was then working for a TV station, and he came back and he said, you know what, I remember what you did, you have a great voice, um, they're searching for a new voice to be our TV station voice, um, I want it to be you, and I, I got a lot of work out of it. Mm. So, never, never hurts to be nice to people, you know? True. Jordan, did you have something? Oh yeah, I, I pretty much disagree with what you said, Trish. That if if it's done and if if someone approaches me wanting free work and it's done in taste and I have enough information up front and I can see that they're really passionate, that they're not going to be making a bunch of money off it, um, and if it's fun enough, you know, because I I get asked you know enough to where I can, <laughs> I have to filter what or decide what I do for free. Mm-hmm. I, I have done it, especially those little you know video game dubbing things that yeah. Someone will just find my YouTube page and reach out to me, and I'll just do like three or four different characters, one page worth of copy. And you know, some of them have gotten many, many thousands of views, and then I get a credit, and other people have reached out to me. I can't really say I've booked work off of free stuff I've done, but um, but the exposure, if you will, you know, it, does, it doesn't hurt, and it's fun as hell to do it because I'm like, yeah, I've never tried that accent, and I'm not getting paid for it, so I'm just gonna <laughs> try it anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nothing to lose. So, yeah, and I've done a few charity things, too, with stuff that I'm, you know, I'm I'm passionate about. So I say just be very careful what you say yes to. Do your homework. Um, Just don't immediately commit to something, even if it's, like, from something you support. Just (laughs) look through it. Make sure that you're, you know, try to get a final copy of the script. Because they're like, yeah, it's just a page. And you say yes, and then you get, you know, seven pages worth of copy. Then you might need to reconsider. So... So just just be careful. Don't don't uh, get yourself into a situation you wish you hadn't, with no money involved. Good idea. Yeah, I think this this um, actually falls into two categories here. You've got the, the the pro bono, the charity work for a cause, and there's the stuff you do for free for fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I do some stuff for Chilling Tales for Dark Nights, and it's reading public domain or fan written horror, the Chilling Tales. Duh. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're put up as YouTube videos, and they're getting like 30,000-plus views and a very engaged fan base. Nice. So I'm getting you know, popular with this very large fan base of horror authors, readers, consumers, who have then gone and bought my books off Audible. Oh, cool. Sweet. And it works. So it's, in some ways it's guerrilla marketing, but you're doing it for fun. You put yourself out there, and it generally comes back in a positive way. So I, I like working with these people. It's public domain stuff, a lot of it. But there's a lot of people out there who like horror, who now know I've got horror books for sale. Mm-hmm. Yay, works for cool. me. Yeah, and it depends on the, the niche that you're voicing in, and it depends on the client, and it you know there, there's a lot of factors and involved. But um, obviously, if you're doing every, if you find yourself doing everything for free, then there's a problem. But if you're a working pro like we are, and or at least a, a doing it and getting paid uh, on a part-time basis for voiceover, then you know I think that it's okay to you know do various things for free, depending you know on your personal beliefs and and uh, your opinion of the project itself. You know, I've had people come to me for something that was, you know, basically erotica and they wanted it done for free. And that I turned down and I've been paid for that kind of work in the past, but I don't do it for free because they are, you know, a lot of times they are going to make make money on it. So it's, it's just a personal decision on whether you decide to do it or not. Nice. <laughs> Did I just, <laughs> I say the word erotica and then, then I hear crickets. <laughs> 
It could go many, many places. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just biting my tongue, you know. Just, just trying to keep this professional. Why, it's the cafe, Jordan. Come on. I can bleep you out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of professional, I understand that uh, that somebody here has upgraded their workstation to a standing workstation. Yes? Jordan, is that you? Actually, it was Matt. We lost <laughs> oh, him. But, all right. um, yeah. Well, if he comes back, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, touch right. on it again. But I know that I, I have one. I don't know about you guys, but I actually, when I bought my boot, I have a chair in the booth. I never wind up using it. Yep. I wind up standing. Same here. Um, and I found that it, it does, you know, keep me a little more alert. And because I used to sit all the time, and now it's, you know, now I'm standing all the time and I do some editing. You know, I'll sit down for sometimes some editing, but most of the time I stand now. Nice. Should yeah. I, Apparently it's better. Should I throw some two cents in on this really quick? Please sure, do. Of course. Okay. Um, how I, I, I have full control of my entire recording setup inside of my booth, but it's all, it's mirrored from my control room desk where my speaker monitors are and everything. But what I like to do is I like to batch things. So if I, I, most of my, most of the work I do is short form anyway. Um, but what I'll do is if I have, I'll let some auditions queue up. So, you know, let a few hours pass, then I go into my booth and then I record, but not edit record, you know, six auditions i'm in there for you know half hour to an hour whatever i come back out of the booth so i'm you know i'm moving key point here i was standing in there i move i come out here and sit down i edit sometimes i'll just edit half of them and then maybe go back in and record two more or if i have a lot of gigs you know i I try to bounce back and forth but not too much to where it's excessive so Mm -hmm. um but it keeps i've just been trying to move more instead of sit all day editing or stand all standing obviously is better but um, it, I just notice I feel better when I, the more I move, the more I walk around my house and do things. Um, it just seems to help my health. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. I go back and forth also. I'll, I'll spend, you know, five or ten minutes in the booth and then get, because yeah, mostly I do short form too, and just get it edited and saved into, I use Dropbox almost almost exclusively uh, for saving files. And then I'll, I'll go outside the booth, open the door and, and sit down. But I do have one of those kneeling chairs, and that seems to, that, that has actually helped me a lot. Oh, also, that's funny. I'm, I'm thinking about I, I'm thinking about buying one. Oh yeah, it's been really it's been great. So I have that in front of my desktop. I have my desk outside of the booth, right next to the booth. So um, that's kind of how I yeah. do it. Is you know I just record in the booth, save the you know edit and save the file, and then jump out of the booth and sit in the kneeling chair. And that's when I copy the link to drop you know from Dropbox yeah. and send it over to the client. Good. You know, it's, it's funny. I've, I've actually found my, um, I, I sit too much. I'm considering a standing desk myself. But if I get fed up with my chair, I've got one of those big blue exercise balls. Oh, those are great too, yeah. Which you can't help bounce on the damn things, which is annoying <laughs> when you're on Skype with someone. But it does certainly make you pay attention to posture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I think I see a standing desk on my horizon. Get one of those with the motor. So, you sit, right, I'm going to sit down now, hit the button. Mm-hmm. But it's a toy as well. Nice. Get off that big blue ball and stand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 He said blue ball. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Notice the singularity. Yeah. Uh, bring it back. I, I stand in the booth all the time. I used to have a chair in here and it just, uh, I, I just didn't use it much. Um, I used to do what many of you guys do in terms of going back and forth, like just voicing in the booth. And then I'd go over and I have a sitting area to edit. I found so much more efficiency if it was just quick edits or I wanted to be able to do a punch in to just being able to do it in the booth. So since I have a, welcome back, Matt. Um, since I have a, uh, a window on my whisper room, I just have a monitor on the outside of it. 
I have a little stand for a keyboard and a, a trackball. I used to use a mouse, and I'd prefer to use a mouse, but I started to have some wrist issues. And um, I just do the editing in here usually. If it's a really, really long piece, I'll just shoot it over the network to my other computer, sit down and do some of that. But I'm finding either like neck issues, shoulder issues, because so often when we're sitting and we're working at a workstation, you know, we have that, that shoulder forward posture and, and it's bad for our neck and bad for everything. So that's part of the reason that I was thinking about one of those kneeling desks, because I, I really think it would help me straighten up maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, Matt. Hello. How'd the session you go? Joined us again. Well, it was great. Uh, I, I should let you guys know what it was. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, Batwell Studios in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, a, a friend, a friend of all of ours, I think, uh, Van Gunter. Uh, he was doing a, a session with some some local kids, um, just getting them into to view the studio, kind of doing a, an information day. And I think they're actually maybe from the hospital. Um, but uh, anyway, some, some young kids, and so he was, he was showing them around the studio, and uh, he got me on Source Connect to, to kind of give them a, a glimpse into uh, how sessions would go uh, and, uh, you know, how they work with voice talent. So, well, at least voices, you know, I don't know about the talent part. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was really cool, and they just had me, you know, running, running around in the circles. <laughs> it was good fun. <laughs> so you're, you're really good at that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sean's American is better than all of ours. Right. <laughs> I don't want to out you, Matt, but you are noted now as the best Joe Sip impersonator on the planet. What? Oh, that, do it. Do it. Considering I've never tried doing the impression. Uh, oh. oh. Well, yeah, it was on, on uh, our, our friends, uh, the Three Amiibos. And uh, I think I was just doing my American accent and uh, they were like, Oh, you sound like Joseph. That is how most Canadians respond. Oh, yeah. it sounds like Joseph. I don't know. I, I guess my uh, my Joseph would be something a little bit like this. No, I, I'm not in it right now. That's not bad, Tonight actually. Tonight on Fox. <laughs> Tonight on Fox, it's The Simpsons, followed by... Yeah, Matt, I think it's just a little bit higher in pitch and you got, you know... It's like, tonight on The Simpsons. Tonight on The Simpsons. That's pretty good. That's he's he's the trailer. He's awesome. I've, I've uh, talked with him, and he's uh, he's great. Great guy. Well, yeah, we've had him on the show. Yeah. He's, he's awesome, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Matt, we were actually talking. We think it was something uh, you were involved with recently. It was the standing desk issue. Oh, sure. We were just talking about why, why people do it and, and the benefit, and since you just moved and kind of changed your studio setup, what, uh, what made you choose to do that? Well, since moving, um, I haven't actually been able to afford chairs, uh, so I, <laughs> I took a standing workstation. No, okay. Uh, I, I, I'd heard about standing workstations uh, just in, in various circles, and I know a lot of... Uh, they're pretty popular amongst tech people and entrepreneurs. Uh, they get they get right into them, and and a couple of, of uh, friends in in VO have uh, standing workstations. And uh, it's as much as I like the the health um, benefits that I believe coming come from standing workstations. I was pretty keen on that whole notion of when you're standing, you're active, you're focused, you're working, uh, and I'll usually do. 25-minute time blocks of um, specific tasks, like whether it's emailing or it's editing, marketing, whatever. And uh, then I might go and take a break if I need to. If I need to sit down for a bit, just you know, from all the standing that we do, recording as well. But I've really, I, I just in, I think it's been a, a few weeks now. Yeah, I've I've noticed a big change in in how focused and deliberate I am with my my work sessions. Yeah, so I I don't know 
what <laughs> studies back that up. I think it's more of a, an intangible thing, but uh, I just feel more active and engaged. Mm. Nice. And they say that uh, that sitting is the is the new smoking. So you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm very prone to hype and propaganda, yeah. so I just follow and jump on the bandwagon. Ah, you so bought the Apple Watch. What if I sit and smoke? Am I dead? <laughs> Only if you're going to wear the Apple Watch. It will electrocute you if it, if it realizes that you're smoking and sitting. I draw the line at that. I'm an, I'm an Apple lad, but not the watch. No. <laughs> hey, something I wanted to cover with you guys is, uh, you know, I, I go through a, a number of the different voiceover groups on Facebook and read some different stuff. I've noticed that uh, quite often I'll see different people say, hey, I just did a really big gig, but I can't tell you anything about it. And, and I'm thinking, you know, or, or I can tell you about it in a week or two. And I get the sense that, you know, I, I think I know what they're doing. Do you guys have a thought on that? I've done it. Uh, you know, I haven't done it recently uh, just because I've heard so many people complain about it. <laughs> um, but I, I, I've i been guilty of it, but uh, I, I don't do it anymore just because, um, as as our friend Rob Siglin-Paglia says, if you are technically under an NDA, you're not even supposed to talk about it at all. So the fact that you're talking about that you signed an NDA, you're already breaking the NDA contract. So it's Fight Club rules. Fight Club. The, the means, first rule of Fight yeah. Club is you don't talk about Fight Club, right? Right, okay. So it's, yeah, it's kind of like that. But, you know, I, I've done it in the past. I understand... Everybody gets excited about certain things, and especially if you're newer in the business, which a lot of people that do that sort of thing, you know, uh, that's why they do it. They're excited about it. You know, signing an NDA, I remember the first time I signed an NDA, it was a really cool deal. You know, it was like, this is, I feel important. And yeah, yeah. so it's something that, you know, people want to talk about, but then, you know, you're, you're told that you can't talk about it. So it's like, well, I, I want to I share, but I, I can't. But, you know, it, it's like you're, you're kind of bursting at the seams at times. Yep. And, and it's just a way, a way of sharing just a little bit. And, yes, it is sort of puffing yourself up or making yourself important. But we, we all do it. We all share. Most of us share our work at some point or another, share something that we're particularly proud of. And it, as you go along in your career, the things that make that list are get higher up on you know yeah. like they're they're bigger stepping stones so to speak that's true but when but you're first starting out you want to talk about it that's true Trish, the, the big difference is if I, and I have I think once or maybe twice posted a piece of work that I've done that I was particularly happy with but I think a lot of people forget that on social media they're preaching to a bunch of other VOs um, some people do this because of marketing but basically saying hey I'm great I've got something I'm doing and I can't tell you about it is it just gets old because you usually find and I hate to say it it's the same people that do it all the time every week they're telling you they're doing something wonderful but they can't actually tell you what it is yeah. And it's mm-hmm. it's like it's that guy at the bar that you always see and you mention anything and he's he's got a story that will top you. It's grandiosity to me. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you've done. Not I mean even those I might be getting something but I can't tell you. Right. That's even worse. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be getting something but you can't tell me. Yeah. Uh, then save your energy and don't type. That's yeah. always jinxed me. Whenever I haven't been 
you know, at the, the time, again, early on when I was really excited about something and that was, that might happen and I told people about it, it didn't, it fell through. Right. So I yep. don't, I still don't do it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it, unless I absolutely know that this is a go right. and I have received the first paycheck even sometimes for it, it I don't, I yeah. don't tell anybody about it because it usually is a big jinx and I'm not a big superstitious person, but mm-hmm. that just seems to be the way things go. Yeah. So yeah. But I, I think he did exactly the right thing with that um, the promo uh, gig, the Evine. Yeah. Whether it's NDA or not, you you ask the client, can I go public with this? Can I use it as my mm-hmm. own promotional material? Mm-hmm. And if they own the work, then mm-hmm. yeah, they should have the say. Yeah. Just wanted to to add that. As a marketing perspective, um, you know, when you look at it as a piece of marketing or, or networking, what does it really achieve? And, and I think that we are kind of circling around this, but um, it's it's hard enough to be creative and set yourself apart with marketing these days because everyone's doing it. All the voice talent are are on uh, social media and they're connected with casting agents, agents, rah rah rah. Mm-hmm. What does this actually achieve when you when you post? Um, oh yeah, I'm doing an amazingly big, spectacular project that I can't talk about. Uh, I, I just think it's 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 almost the promotional equivalent of an empty threat. Like there's there's no substance behind it, and marketing and networking has to be about substance these days, particularly on social media where it's it's so saturated. And uh, I, I feel like if you if you're getting created, uh, sorry, if you're getting creative with something like you know if you, you post a picture of the Warner Brothers sign or um, or Disney and you're like, mm, hanging out here, can't talk about the project yet, but, um, you know, we'll give more information soon. Like, that's fine. That's that's actually a, that's leading to something. That story is going somewhere. Whereas the shouting about a, a project that is um, happening, yeah, people will never know, like, they'll never be able to draw the dots um, if, if you just end up posting so many of them. Like, they, yeah. They don't go anywhere. Yep. Yeah. I, I try to wait until I have the work to share. You know, if, if it's a big promo for something, uh, like you, Trish, I, I, I have had that experience where I'm like, oh, man, I just did this huge promo for NBC. And then, you know, this is like 15 years ago. And then they came back like, ah, oh, the story changed. We're not going to do it. Sorry. And I'm like, oh, crap. Um, mm. But, but you know, now if I do something huge and then it may take months, but then I get a copy of it and, and I ask them, can I share it? And they're like, yes. Um, then it's like, hey, guys, check out this cool stuff, you know, and you try to not, not try to not brag. But that's, you know, hey, it's something cool and I'm really proud of it and hopefully you guys like it too and yay yay yeah i totally see both sides of sharing uh you know whether it's i got something but i can't tell you or here is the product finished and here's the youtube link you know it it just it all it all depends but what it just comes down to is just 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 do it tastefully and and if you do it excessively people will notice and and some people will take it um you can get jealous or you can like how I choose to see it even in the people who do it in excess is I see it as a learning opportunity a lot of times when they do I'm like oh that's something I auditioned for what did they do that I didn't do that got them the job and so yep. it's educational for me but a lot of the times it's my friends and pretty much when I do see these but I'm, I'm always very happy for them like I'm excited I, I want to see what my friends are booking not only for educational purposes but just to tell them good job because you know we're we're all actors. We're all, you know, we're all sensitive and, and we have needy. to promote us as we're needy. So, you know, if if just giving them a like or a comment helps them feel better, I'm all down for that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a 
believer in karma in a way. You know, it's what you what you put out in this world will totally come back to you. And if you choose to get angry every single time, you know, you see someone post something, if it's not excessive, but if it's just like every single thing you see some random talent post, then you know, well, it might come back to you, and you may not. You might get even less work because you mm-hmm. have such a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. That's. That's just my personal opinion on on the matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But really, does a Facebook like make that much difference to your life? Oh, it gets me up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he means up. Interpret as you wish. <laughs> yeah. It depends on who's liking it. Feeding the monster, I yeah. guess. But it's our current world. Yeah, you know, uh, people often post all the great stuff that that they have going on. So, mm-hmm. I, I so I thought I would share with you guys something that was that was really uh, just an awful session for me that I didn't do well in. Uh, I didn't post this on Facebook, and maybe I should, but um, it was just something that that uh, I figured I'd share because you know we talk about the cool stuff that we do, and yet you know all of us are pros, all of us are doing well and making great money, and yet. At least I hope. I hope it's not just me. We all have failures from time to time. So uh, last week I had a session scheduled and they needed a 9 a.m. appointment. Um, So I'm thinking that's fine. I try to get enough rest so that I sound great in the morning. So I went to bed at 10 or 10.30. I woke up at 6.30 so that I could take my allergy meds. I have crappy allergies and and at different times of the year, you know, I just have a lot of drainage and whatever else. And so I want to make sure my nose was open. Everything was sounding fine. So I took the allergy meds and about 8 o'clock I started to come down. I steamed a little bit. Uh, I just started to do some scales and humming and warm up and felt that I was ready and good to go at 9 o'clock. We get into the session. It's uh, through a a very good studio, uh, and the client is on the phone patch, and we start reading, and about two minutes in, the studio breaks in and says, Sean, is everything okay? (laughs) And that is not what you want to hear, you know, as an an actor and performer. Like, I'm like, yeah, why? You're, um, you're not sounding very good. Like, oh, Okay, um, you know, I, they, they told me a little bit more. They just sounded like I was a little gunky. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let me just, you know, let me take some water and let me just do some of that stuff. So I did that. I, I muted the mic for a minute, tried to warm up a little bit more. And of course, you know, as, as soon as you're in this situation, at least for me, you start to tense up just a little more and you're hoping that everything will be fine. And I came back in. I'm like, all right, let's start back from the top. Here we go. And I, I start to read. And about five minutes in, they're like, you know what? It just uh, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound like you normally do. It's not quite as good. I, I can't, in good conscience, uh, pass it along to the client. So let's let's try to rebook and let's just try to do it. You know, later on today or soon. And I was like, oh crap. You know. So to to me, uh, I, I could tell that I was not a hundred percent. I thought maybe I was eighty five percent, but. Um, I lost it. You know, I don't know if they went to, to, to another talent or, you know, maybe they'll circle back around. But, you know, I was just, I was kind of kicking myself. And then I realized, you know what? It's like, all right. So I had a crappy day with allergies that morning. Uh, the next morning I had another session at 9 or 9.30. It went great. This morning I had one at 10 a.m. that lasted an hour and a half. It went great. So crap. Oh, well, you know, things like that happen. Yeah. And, and you know, and the, the pressure on us as voice talent is so high because we don't really get sick days. Right. And a lot of times when we are sick, we can actually get away 99% of the time. Unfortunately, this was your 1%, Sean, yeah. where they don't even know until you actually, if if you're dumb enough like me to say something like, guys, I'm really sick. I'm like, oh, we don't even know. But right. now we're going to learn. But, you know, 99% of the time they aren't going to hear, unless if your voice is like literally gone or practically not there. Right. right. So, you know, I consider that as your one sick day, your hat, your, your, your sick morning that you didn't yeah. make it to work on time, you know, because yeah. that's what it is for us. And that's so if it happens to anyone else, you know, of course, it's going to be upsetting, but you have to look at it that way compared to other people who have 
uh, normal jobs, in air quotes. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> story, I think, though. I think we have a reluctance. I mean, I've done it once. I was really sick. I, I don't often get cold, but I was really bad one evening. And I just had to get a message out because I had a, a live session uh, mid-morning next day. It was a case of, I'm sorry, I really, this, this can't happen. And, and they were very understanding. Um, I think... The big leap was actually to turn around and say, I cannot fulfill my client's obligations because I'm sick. Getting past that was far more professional than going in and, you know, smiling sweetly and hoping people wouldn't notice. Because I was terrible. I, I, it wasn't even, I couldn't even delude myself that I was okay, which is always a problem, I guess. But no, actually making that call and cancelling a gig, it's a hell of a wrench. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, in hindsight, I mean, the first the first 15 seconds after that happened, I was like, oh, damn, why, why, you know, why wouldn't they just let it pass? And then I realized this is a great studio. This is a great studio that's going to serve their client really, really well. And, uh, and you know, they even said, hey, client on the phone patch, you may not be able to hear it, but, you know, there's just a little gunkiness. He sounds a little rough in the morning uh, today. And uh, I, I thought in hindsight, you know what, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's a great studio that's going to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's quality control, I yeah. guess. From, yeah, from yeah. And, and the cool thing is I, I, I worked with that, that studio again, you know, a couple of days after that. Everything was fine and great, and, and, you know, I think everything's fine. And hopefully they understand. Some people just have, you know, whether it's allergies or whether they have a little cold they're getting over or whatever else, it, it happens. Or even if, you know, I know that it's happened to me. I don't have problems with allergies, but I've certainly, and, and I think most of us have been in a session where, you know, you just, like, the client hires you off of your demo or the audition on occasion, uh, like a custom audition, and then you get in the studio to record the gig, and they're they keep pushing. You yeah. you know that when you're you know I, I was in a studio for three hours for a ninety second narration, oh. um, uh, probably about a year ago, and I knew fifteen minutes in that yep. I was not going. I wound up being paid, but they never. You know, they they held their end of the bargain on on paying me because they hired me to do the session itself, and they kept me in there for three hours right, trying to get a sound oh. out of me that they just they weren't hearing for some reason. I don't know if they heard something in the demo that I wasn't le- replicating, or if they just I don't really know what happened, but it happens, and you just have to you just have to move on, and you can't yep. you can't dwell on it. Yep. So that's what I did. Still, uh, still doing cool stuff and uh, all good. So, well, it was great. To, yeah. Great to talk to everybody uh, today and get the cafe together. Yeah, and oh, and and for the next show, if we are wrapping things up, um, just uh, something for you guys to, for our listeners to look forward to is I have two casting directors from New York City, in New York City, that have agreed to come on the show. So I don't know if we're going to do separate. Uh, interviews with them. We're actually, we might be able to get them on at the same time and have this really cool, um, you know, back and forth uh, with uh, with two New York City casting directors. So we'll have more to say uh, on the web uh, soon, as soon as we confirm and, and set up a date for the next recording. Sounds good. Well, I hope everybody's summer wraps up really well and that uh, we have nice weather and looking forward to seeing some of you guys in the next uh, few months at a couple different events. So that'll be cool. Yeah. So. Thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks, Sean, for leading the pack once again while uh, Terry is on hiatus. You're more than welcome. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys and I uh, look forward to getting together next time. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. <laughs> That's a wrap on another episode of the VoiceOver Cafe. This is Sean Caldwell. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out other riveting episodes at voiceovercafe.org.
edit that part out. I don't even know what the f I was saying.